Good morning. So, um, see these examples of listening to God and doing what he says, and we wanted to share a couple of those, a few of those from our staff who've done this, um, taking these steps. And honestly, you're sitting here today because of that, that people listened to God and did what he said, and we've seen God work in incredible ways. Um, as I prepared a message this week and got ready to preach, I came out here this morning, and I felt like God was saying something different. I felt like what the Lord was saying was actually gonna challenge me to live out that message in front of you rather than just to preach a message to you. And I feel like what the Lord was telling me is to model this. And I felt like what God was saying like really strongly in my heart was to wait and pray, to wait and pray, to wait and pray. And see, here's where I am with this is I don't want us to settle for coming in and having a nice service and leaving. I want us to be a people who the one thing we want more than anything else is God's presence. And we're in this series called Our House. And I got to thinking about this, wait and pray, wait and pray, wait and pray. And it took me back to Acts chapter two, the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. And it said there was a sound like a rushing mighty wind that filled the place where they were staying. And the Holy Spirit came in and he began to bring new life. And that day Peter stood up and he told the folks that were listening, he said that all who call on his name shall be saved. And the Spirit brought this incredible movement and that day 3,000 people came to know the Lord through the working of the Holy Spirit and through the power of God's word. And see, here's what I want for us. I want us to be a church that listens to God and does what he says. I want us to be a church that that craves the presence of the Lord. I want us to be a church that when God speaks, we respond because when God speaks, it is a summons. It is a wake up. It is a call to shake off apathy, to shake off um, anything that's hindering us from pursuing him and to come. And I believe that that's what God wants for us today is a summons, a wake up, that God wants to move in a way that, that maybe we haven't experienced, that maybe God wants to do something in your heart that he's never done. Maybe today God wants to deliver you from something you've been carrying for a really long time. One of the words that's just stuck out in my heart during this service is exchange, exchange, exchange. I kept hearing it over and over and over again as we're going through worship. Even after we sang that first song, this word exchange kept coming to mind. And I believe this for many of you today, that God wants to make a great exchange. For some of you, it may be salvation. You may not know the Lord. You may have never had a relationship with God through Jesus. And the great exchange today is your dead life for new life. His righteousness for your unrighteousness, your shame for his acceptance, your condemnation swallowed up in his love. See, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, that he who knew no sin became sin 
so that you and I could become the righteousness of God. I believe for some of you, there is a great exchange that's supposed to take place this morning. I believe for some of you, there's this exchange, there's this burden you're carrying. And Jesus said this very clearly in his word, and I believe it echoes still and will echo through eternity. Listen, he said this, he said, for all who are weary and heavy laden to come to him, to take his yoke upon you, in other words, to link up with Jesus. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he made this promise that all who are heavy laden, who are burdened, who've been fighting and feel like they're losing, who are scrapping and clawing with everything they've got, but feel like it's never enough. He said, if you'll come to me, I can give you rest. If you'll bring that burden to me and you'll link up with me, guess what? I'll give you rest even in the midst of the circumstance you're facing. I thought about Matthew chapter nine. It says Jesus is going from village to village. He's preaching. He's just doing what Jesus does. He's preaching. And it says he came to this group of people, this crowd, and he looked on them and they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And it says he had great compassion on them. And see, here today, if that's where you find yourself, then you're in a good place because the God of the universe is here and he looks upon you and he sees this harassed and helpless person and he has compassion and he longs and desires to step into your life and your situation and be for you what you cannot be for yourself, even to be for you what no one else can be for you. Some of you in here today, you're looking for someone else to do for you what only God can do. Today he says, come to me. John chapter seven, he stands up at the last day of this feast and he says, all who are thirsty, come to me and drink. Some of you need to come today and drink from God. You know how you do that? You just come, you just come and you cry out and you say, God, I need you. You wait and you pray, you wait and you pray. And the Lord is faithful. Another thing that was in my heart today is love. Feel like the Lord says, some of you don't know his love. Some of you in here today don't know his love. In 1 John chapter three, John wrote this. He said, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. He laid down his life for us. See, understand this. Some of you have been wrapped up in this, this thing called religion for a long time. You've been in and out of church for a long time. Or you've watched church from afar and you think it's all about being a good boy, being a good girl. But, but it's really not about making bad people good. It's about making dead people alive. But it happens when the love of God invades your heart. And you recognize this. See, some of us, we've looked at God for so long as this cosmic taskmaker that only wants us to do, 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 do. And that's not what listening to God and doing what he says is all about. Listen, first, we have to listen. We have to hear. We have to see the love of God. That is our motivation. And if you've skipped over the love of God, then you've missed it. You've missed it. What I want you to see today is no matter where you've been, what you've done, who you've done it with, how many times you've done it, the God of the universe loves you. 
And he showed us this, that even when we were enemies, even when we were set against him, even when we were going against him, even when we were going in opposite direction from him, he gave his son that he would die on a cross. And Jesus loves you so much that, that don't make any mistake about this. Pontius Pilate, the ruler there in that area of Rome, he didn't put Jesus on a cross. Your sin didn't put Jesus on a cross. Look, the Jewish Pharisees and the other Jews there that were shouting, crucify him, they didn't put Jesus on the cross. Listen, Jesus put Jesus on the cross. He made this very clear. John records it in the Gospel of John. Jesus said, look, I lay down my life. No one can take it from me. I freely am giving it for you. Can you see the love of God? You cannot look at a bloodstained cross and not see the love that God has for you. Shake off this religious apathy today and allow the Holy Spirit to bring you to life. God is speaking and he's speaking clearly and it is a summons for you to recognize the love of God, to recognize what he's done for you and for you to come to fullness of life in him, to actually live for something that's worth living for. believe this with all my heart. I want us to spend a minute. Listen, I want us to spend a minute. I want us to wait and then we're going to pray. I want us to wait and then we're going to pray. And, and, and Lord, I pray that your spirit would move in our hearts, that your spirit would move in our hearts today. Lord, we're listening and we're doing what you said. And I know you are faithful to respond. We're not here to twist your arm. We're just here to enjoy our father. We're here to enjoy your presence. We're here to let Jesus do what Jesus does. What the Spirit, let the Spirit do what the Spirit does, Lord. Would you lavish us right now in your great love and in the power of your presence as we wait. I want you to think just a moment, what's the exchange? What's the exchange for you today? Is it shame, is it guilt? Is there a sin in your life that's just holding you back? Jesus died for that sin too. Would you let that go? Would you give it? Would you turn from it and turn to God? His arms are open wide. Today's the day to come home, to come back to where you belong or maybe for the first time come into the family of God. What's the exchange today that you need to make? What can we pray over you for? Something about prayer that's powerful, this communion with God that is powerful and effective when we join our hearts together. What exchange do you need to make? I'm gonna ask us to, to step in faith here I don't want us to come in and go out, come in and go out the same way every week. And I believe today is a day where God desires to work in our hearts. I believe that every time we gather, God wants to work, God wants to work, God wants to do something in us. He wants you to have a greater understanding of Him. Because of that, I want to challenge us to do something that maybe it's a little uncomfortable. 
But as you think about that exchange that needs to take place, I wanna invite you to come for prayer. Let us pray for you today that the Spirit would enable you, give you the ability to leave that, to walk away. See, every act of obedience has the promise of the beginning of a new season in our life. And when we take that step of obedience to give it to God, to trust Him with it, to turn from it, to let it go, whatever that is, there's this seed that is sown into the kingdom of God that as we continue to pursue Him, it brings fruit into the world. And today I wanna to ask you that you would take a step of faith, get out of your seat and you come here. Listen, I know for many people, this is uncomfortable. I know there are people sitting around you, but listen, let's pursue God with all our heart. Let's trust him with everything we have. And today, whatever that exchange is for you, we wanna pray for you. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a step of faith right here and, and, and I'm gonna to count to three. On the count of three, this is what I want you to do. You know you need to come and be prayed for. You know that there is something that needs to be exchanged in your life. On the count of three, I want you to get up and I want you to come up here. And we've got prayer people who are gonna pray for you. We're gonna to continue to worship. We're gonna to continue to press into the Lord and see what he says. So on the count of three, I'm gonna count, you move. One, two, three. If that's you, you get out of your seat, you come up here for prayer. Let's begin to move and trust the Lord that his word is true. There's something powerful about prayer and gathering as the body and coming together to pray for each other. You just get up and move out of your seat and come. Let us pray for you. And you come in faith, believing that when you get up from this place, you're gonna be different. You're gonna have to continue to walk this out with the Lord, but what a great privilege, as JC spoke about last week, that we get to enjoy the journey with Jesus. Whatever it is that you need to exchange this morning, would you get out of your seat right now and come and let us pray for you. Some of those who are leaders in our church, our connect group leaders, our elders, would you come and begin to pray for these folks? God, we thank you. Would you give us courage to respond right now? I, I, I pray, Lord, for the marriage right now, right now, we know they're here. We don't, we don't have to even be a prophet to know that there are marriages that are struggling. Right now, God, would you move in their hearts? Would you move in their hearts? Would you reconcile, God, what is trying to be torn down? God, would you reconcile that, Lord? Would you be, uh, God, some way <laughs> through your grace, Lord, through the power of your spirit, that you would bring forgiveness in the place of bitterness and anger. Would you work in that even right now, God, that their hearts would begin to soften, that this bristled up like a porcupine, like, that that would begin to settle, that that would begin to settle. And God, that they would begin to recognize that there is light. There is a light at the end of this tunnel that they thought they would never get through, Lord. Would you do that right now in them and for them, God? Would you work in their lives? Lord, I pray for the college student right now. I believe this with all my heart. There's a college student here right now and, and, and your issue is loneliness. You feel like you're all alone. And this is what I feel like the Lord would say to you, you're never alone. God is with you. And if you'll look around you, there's a community of believers here right now to surround you, to be with you, to walk with you. Let us get connected with you so that you don't do life alone. You were not created for that. Don't let this feeling of loneliness lie to you and tell you that you are unloved. You are more loved than you could ever imagine. You are, you are loved by the God of the universe and there are people here who will rally around you. 
Father, I thank you. I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, that you would be with those who mourn. Lord, those who are hurting this morning. Some of you still need to come for prayer. Listen, you need to get up and come. I, I, let's break this religious cycle. Let's begin to, to break this. Let's trust that the Lord will do what he promises, that as we join together in prayer, that the prayer of a righteous person, a righteous man is powerful and effective. Would you move and would you do what the Lord is leading you to do? Would you listen to his voice today and respond? God, I thank you for that. I pray for those who mourn, Lord. I pray that you would be their strength, that you would be their joy, that God, their joy would come through the fact that their names are written in heaven. I know there are people here, Lord, who've been beaten up one side and down the other. They've been through it, God. But Lord, I praise you and I thank you right now that you're able to bring peace, that even in tragic times, you're able to bring peace that surpasses all understanding. I pray they would cast those cares on you because you are faithful. Lord, would you heal, would you work? Would you do what only you can do, Lord? Lord, I pray for the person here who's caught in a sexual addiction. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that that would be broken. Oh Lord, that today would be the first step towards freedom that today would be the first step towards freedom. Lord, that you would begin setting them free, Lord. They wouldn't be defined by their past, Lord. They'd be defined by who they are in you and that they would run headlong towards you, towards this new identity in Christ. Would you do that in them, Lord? We thank you for it. We worship you. We praise you.